Welcome in and thank you for being here. This is Growing on the Vine. My name is Chris Ryan and this show is here to highlight some micro ministries in Southwest Riverside County. And today we have a great ministry that I want you to know about. Our guest today is Don Schultz. She is the founder of the Dresses and Dreams Project. Natalie Morgan is the vice president of the organization. And I want you to hear what this project does here in Southwest Riverside County. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you for being here. Thank you. We're honored. The Dresses and Dreams Project. There's a lot to the story on how we got here and who the ministry is serving. Where do you want to start? Oh, wow. Um, So this is a miracle ministry. Um, Definitely. um, There's been a lot of miracles over the past 10 years. Um, We're basically an all-volunteer nonprofit organization. And what we do is we offer teen girls and military women opportunities to make their hopes and dreams a reality. And so um, we do that by uh, providing free formal gowns, uh, resources, and advocacy. And of course, inspiring events to those with challenging circumstances. And um, we do that uh, to provide a pathway to a dignified life and their God-given purpose, of course. I want to focus here for just a minute on the name, the Dresses and Dreams Project, and you had just mentioned formal gowns. How did this come about for those in our community to be able to realize their dreams? And maybe it's the first time they've ever had that formal attire, that formal dress. How did the project start? Okay, um, well, uh, let's see. I can probably go back 10, almost 11 years now. Um, I uh, lived in Los Angeles County um, for most of my life, and uh, I was a makeup artist there for over 25 years, and uh, this all ties into it. Uh, So um, basically, um, I ended up in a town called Wildemar where... You know, I didn't know whether to uh, ride a horse and get some cowboy boots or to go to Starbucks because on one street there was horses in the front yard and another street there was a mini mall with Starbucks. And uh, I say that because it was just kind of uh, different from where I was from. And uh, and I really didn't know what God had for me here. I was a single mom of, of three. And... Um, I had just lost my career uh, due to uh, some debilitating conditions uh, in, in in my life, and uh, you know it was a couple days before Christmas, and uh, you know I was doing the dishes, and my mind was settled down, and uh, God gave me a vision to help a couple girls get to prom the way that somebody helped my daughter get to prom uh, when I could not afford to send her otherwise, and. Uh, you know, I didn't know what all that meant. I did know that as a makeup artist for all of those years, I remembered um, the stories of the women or the girls that sat down in the makeup chair. It didn't matter if I was working for Chanel or if I was working for Mac uh, and they were coming in for a free makeover or dropping $1,000 on a few products. They all had a story to tell. And most of these stories were heartbreaking. Um, these uh, women just wanted to um, just wanted to talk about you know the things going on in their lives and uh, the only thing really that changed were the faces it didn't matter the demographic and I was um, prompted to think of that very thing uh, when God told me that 
you know, we were going to help a couple girls get to prom. And so I thought two or three girls and I would have a little soiree in my house or something of that nature. And uh, God had a different plan. And, you know, here we are almost 11 years later. Um, we've uh, assisted by the grace of God um, and being his hands and feet over 3,000 uh, teen girls and military women. Uh, we've also helped some uh, special needs programs out there. And, um, you know, and, and the whole idea of the Dresses and Dreams Project, at first it was Operation Prom Girl. And so we took the risk in changing the name because I didn't want people to think it was just all about putting on a dress and um, putting on all that makeup and, you know, your life was going to change in an instant. Uh, I uh, wanted people to understand that there was more to this ministry than just a pretty formal dress and that we wanted to help girls by standing in the gap um, of where they're standing and their big hopes and dreams um, so that uh, there could be somebody standing there for them to give them guidance and direction and to help them uh, live out their, their purpose. Don Schultz is the founder of the Dresses and Dreams Project. She's here with us on Growing on the Vine. You mentioned the uh, prom and the prom dresses is where that was the idea on where it started, it sounds like. But it's not, correct me if I'm wrong, or it's not specifically only June that the organization is reaching out and helping others. Is that right? Uh, that is correct. Uh, there is uh, more to us than just the Operation Prom Girl program, uh, prom and grad girl, I should say, um, because grads are welcome too. Uh, it's not just that event that we do. Uh, we want to be clear that we are a year-round uh, organization that reaches out uh, to help teens that are in need. Most of them, uh, most of the teens that we serve, but not all, uh, but most of them have some kind of a uh, hardship or a very difficult circumstance in their life. A lot of them are uh, survivors of uh, different types of abuse, uh, sometimes human trafficking, uh, sometimes sexual abuse. Um, a lot of them are um, just trying to find their way. Uh, so this is something that we do all year. Uh, we offer our services, we offer our resources all year round, and we have different programs all year um, to serve the community as well. Don Schultz is the founder of the Dresses and Dreams Project. She's here with us on Growing on the Vine. Natalie Morgan is here as well, Vice President of Dresses and Dreams Project. And Natalie, when we sat down, you said that this was your seventh or eighth year with the organization? I was introduced to Don. I forgot how we've been together as friends for a, a while, but we've, I forget how we first met, but I found out about the org organization and I wanted to participate because I just saw the enthusiasm um, in Dawn. And the I think, I just want to backtrack, Dawn's daughter, do you want to tell them about your daughter and the prom dresses and when you woke up, you saw all the dresses on your porch? Well, yeah, I, I can talk about that because it's definitely, it was a miracle. Uh, we, um, you know, in the beginning, when God gave me that vision, uh, I started putting out on social media. Facebook was the social media I was using then, and it became a free platform to tell people who we were who I was, because it was a solo thing at first. So who I was, uh, what I was doing, and where they could find me if they wanted to donate a dress, because I knew I could do other things. I knew I could get their makeup and their hair done, but I just didn't have any formal gowns. And um, so I put a 
a little rickety rack in front of the the house. And uh, it was, yeah. And every day uh, I came home and I would have tears in my eyes because the dress rack would be full from people that just heard about us on social media. And they didn't even know me, but they trusted that uh, they trusted in and believed in the vision. And uh, so they donated the gowns. And, uh, you know, it was really inspiring for my children to see that as well, um, that, um that something was happening here. We didn't know quite what, but uh, something was definitely happening. And within a week, I had like 100 gowns. And within like three months, and before that first prom here uh, in this area, uh, I had over 300 dresses. And so that first Operation Prom Girl, um, AKA the Dresses and Dreams Project event uh, was held in Wildemar at the VFW. uh, And that first event served 18 girls. Well, Chris, when you asked me, I, when I heard her testimony uh, at the volunteer meeting that I uh, attended, mm-hmm. my first volunteer meeting, I'm just like, wow, God has a plan for all of us. And from her testimony, how she developed, um, she heard the Lord and she moved, you know, so that's what kept me um with this organization because once the girls it would be nice if maybe you could come to to one of our events because the girls that attend when they first enter the room they're suspect uh, because they're coming from all different types of backgrounds and that trust factor but within an hour they're they're laughing they're mingling they they understand that there are people that care about them that the lord loves them and that that's all that when we when they're there with us for those little out those that's three hours we truly want to just express to them that god sees them and they are important and that although this is our first time meeting them we love them because we love them through Christ and we're his arms and hands so that's why i've stayed i would assume that possibly this might be the first time that some of the girls, the participants, really see the love of Christ in action. Do you see that? I would agree to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the world is telling people one thing, uh, you know, and uh, of course, the world being the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then, you know, what Christ says being the, the, the tree of life. Well, the world is out there and uh, there's a different message that they're getting. And so... You know, and a lot of uh, a lot of people have been abused spiritually as well, and so we have to take all of those factors into consideration. And so we just want to be the love. We 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 want to show them uh, Christ's love and His light through us. And um, if we could do that um, through a program that gives away uh, free formal gowns, shoes, jewelry, and all of that, um, that and that's what attracts them. But then they get so much more when they come into uh, the presence of one of our events, and uh, it's just really nice. Even when they walk in, it's we it's like planning a wedding, to be honest with you, and, and we take it as such. <laughs> Natalie, I want I want to ask: these are formal prom dresses. And they're going to be given to young ladies in the community for free. But tell me, these prom dresses are not inexpensive, right? Right. Uh, We've been blessed to where we've had donations uh, from Macy's, from bridal uh, shop in Marietta, uh, and then other gently worn 
gowns that people have donated that are absolutely beautiful. And if uh, the audience will go to hello at dressesanddreams.org, they will be able to see um, a whole video from beginning to end of the day of the event. We do have a a new website that uh, was so graciously donated to us just about a month and a half to two months ago. And that would be www.thedressesanddreamsproject.org. And if uh, anybody would like to go to YouTube, we've got a couple of videos up there um, that kind of take you through one of our events and uh, some of the testimonies of a few of the girls. Can you walk me through one of these, maybe what we would see in a video, walk me through how this feels to somebody who's experienced Dresses and Dreams Project for the first time. You know, it's a a pretty structured event. We start uh, in January, we start our volunteer meeting. What we're talking about is the event that is held where the girls are invited and and they will receive a formal dress. So it's that particular event on a particular day that is set up. And you're talking about the planning on that goes, there's a lot of work for the planning of that event, correct? Yes, there is a lot of work to it. um, But it's just a blessing for all that are involved. And I think even the volunteers, it's like a boomerang effect, you throw that out there. And you think that you're you're coming in to volunteer and to help others, but we uh, get the blessings in our own hearts uh, with this. And so uh, it is like planning a wedding. We start our volunteer meetings for this in January, uh, and uh, there is one going to be coming up. And so what uh, the program activities are, um, it's a one-day conference uh, style event and gown giveaway in a beautifully themed setting. Uh, That meaning that uh, we go the night before and we set up and we set it up like a wedding that's been perfectly uh, executed and uh, and just beautiful so that when the girls walk in, they feel like they're seen, they're loved, and they're valued just from the very start. Uh, most of them have not been to you know, any events, any beautiful events. And so they they get to go in and and it's a very comforting atmosphere. Uh, It includes, you know, a continental, uh, continental, continental, a continental breakfast, uh, a fashion show. And, you know, we have a free raffle. Uh, Each girl gets a raffle ticket when she walks in and everybody's a winner with the raffle. Uh, we, We call out the the numbers all day long. And so everybody not only leaves with a raffle prize, but they leave with a swag bag, aka a goodie bag, um, as well as the dresses and and, and the shoes and whatnot. Um, we have inspirational and educational speakers. And that would be like on relevant subject matter for today's youth. Um, we really uh, focus on the things that they're really struggling with right now, as well as bringing in the spiritual aspect of, you know, we talk a lot about the body, we talk a lot about the soul, and, you know, we do too. We offer um, uh, different resources for, you know, mental health, and we're very keen and aware about the suicide epidemic that's happening out there. But so many times, uh, we miss the spiritual aspect, and the spiritual aspect is what ties all of that in together. And without that, I don't really think we can find true freedom. So we do have that part of it. Um, we don't, however, force anything on the girls. We just offer it to the girls. And um, we have music and dancing to break the barriers. Um, we have the police department, uh, women uh, police officers come in to also break barriers and to work with the girls and help them find gowns. 
kids. Um, we have luncheon, uh, resource fair with a lot of great resources. We really want to um, stand in the gap for these girls and find out what is uh, the thing that is tripping them up? What is the thing that is keeping them from where they're standing to their big hopes and dreams? And what is that thing that they keep stumbling on so that we can help them uh, by, you know, we've got advocates on site for urgent and emergent assistance and any way that we can help them. Sometimes it's addiction, you know, fentanyl. Sometimes they're addicted to fentanyl. Sometimes they're drinking a lot of alcohol. Um, we've also got assistance for that. Um, and then, of course, we have the formal gown giveaway. That would be the last segment of uh, the Operation Prom Girl event uh, and where they get to go then and pick out the gown of their choice. We have about 14 to 1,500 gowns to choose from, and we have um, – a local U-Haul uh, that every single year the lady has rented us the largest U-Haul truck to haul everything in. And we do that all the night before so that it's already the next day for the girls. Natalie, so you've been to this event numerous times. Yes. And it has to be, I would assume, maybe a highlight of of the ministry. How is... Um, how is that event as a volunteer or as somebody who has been working on it for so long? What's the feeling like being there and actually watching it happen? I truly feel blessed by God to be able to have some type of input in these young ladies' lives. My husband and I, uh, my husband also volunteers. He does the, the, the music. We have a ministry um, builders of faith. And that's just what I see. I see um, how within this time frame, these young ladies, they are really, they feel the love of Christ. And I see a growth of faith in them. You know, when they leave from when, if you ever come or, you know, if anyone would like um Go to our website, but and if you would like to volunteer, and I promise you, once you volunteer once, it's, it's ongoing. But what it has done for me is that I know that when we extend the love of God, that is catchy. You know, it's, it's truly the young ladies, I kid you not, when they walk in, they, you know, they're just kind of like real antsy and don't know what to expect. But once we start the music and we do the raffles, I just see God at work, you know, and it just gets better and better every year. This year has been a struggle since COVID, so we're trying to build back up with volunteers. And the girls can go online and register, so that's how— you know, they that's our first contact is them going online and then we respond to them. But um, I would I would promise anyone that if they became a volunteer, this is something that they would most definitely look forward to every single year. You know, so it's, it's a true blessing. It's a true blessing to see children, young ladies lives change within that time span. And Natalie, I want to ask you. So. We're talking young ladies here, but is there an age range that we're, that the organization uh, reaches out to a uh, at at a young end, maybe an old older end? Is there an age range? It's eleventh and twelfth graders for prom, um, so they would have to be. Um, attending the prom. We also accept the um, volunteers 
ages like 12 and up, we we really uh, encourage uh, volunteerism to and serving to start early. It's good for them. And we also give community service hours to teens that need it for high school. Uh, we also offer that. But yeah, the, the age range, I would say, um, for volunteerism is going to be, you know, 12 and up. And uh, there are some subject matters that we talk about that, you know, may not be appropriate for under 12. Um, because we get real. Um, I don't think there's enough people out there really getting real. And so um, we do. And, you know, and, and then as far as, uh, you know, any age really for, for volunteerism, but generally for our program, um, it's teen girls and military women. We have another program for military women called Dresses for Heroes. Natalie, you had mentioned a minute ago, they go online and that's how it starts. Can anyone go online if they fill out a form where does that go what's the process like for there and and where can somebody go well again it's online they register we contact them and inform them when the first meeting is um no one is rejected uh, although we say you know for young ladies that are having hardship but if any, we, we accept everybody. And you said, how many have you served since the Dresses and Dreams project has, since its beginning? 3,000 or so. <laughs> so God had another plan in all of this. Now, did you say a minute ago that you have over 1,500 dresses that come in to this event in a U-Haul and you set up over 1,500 dresses you have in storage ready to be given away? Yes, uh, we uh, have three storage units. Uh, we have had them for the last 10 years. And by the grace of God and the 11th hour miracle, sometimes we're able to uh, keep those storage units. Um, but uh, yes, we do have uh, sometimes over 1,500 gowns and we purge and then, you know, more come in. Uh, but we definitely have those year round and uh, they are in storage. And that brings me to um, another uh, aspect of this is we have been, uh, and we're just waiting for God to open the doors of uh, somebody that might be able to uh, donate an area that we can set up uh, for year-round um, fittings and for um, for the dresses to just be set up like a boutique style so the girls can come in and feel really good about it. Right now, if they need gowns during the year, uh, we would we have a makeshift uh, dressing room set up in one of the storage units for them to do that. But it would be really nice to have uh, some type of a physical location for that. What do we look forward to in 2024? For 2024, um, we did actually start a uh, new uh, ministry called Dignified, and that would be um, because we didn't feel like we could plant the seeds uh, for God to begin working in a young lady's life um, and then just send her off. And, you know, not they're, they're coming from different areas and we weren't, you know, sure, you know, what churches were available to them or what kind of churches they were. And, <clears throat> and so um, we wanted to um, make sure that we had something that they could latch on to if they were interested in more um, of a Christ-centered walk and to find out really what that looked like. So uh, we began a, a, an event called Dignified, and um, we'll have more coming up about that later, but uh, we have had several of those uh, events, and it's a four-part series, uh, Dignified Spiritual Royalty. 
the real royalty. And so um, the first one uh, we did in person, and it was a 101 event. Um, it included um, three speakers and uh, just just a whole lot of you know questions and answers, and uh, as well as a crown making experience. And uh, the second part of that series uh, was uh, Dignified Idols and Lures. And uh, so we know there's a lot of idols and lures out there. Um, you know, there's, there's, you know, what the world says uh, versus what God says, basically. You know, what the world says, hustle and grind. And, you know, God says, peace be still. You know, the world says, datings and hookups, sex hookups. Um, God says, healthy relationships, honoring your body and marriage for life. Um, you know, money, there's everything, you know, there's uh, bad relationships, there's the cell phone, you know, there's there's addictions, um, there's all types of addictions out there. So we um, wanted to kind of um, dive deep dive into some of those subjects so that um, people can understand, especially at a one on one level. Um, as, as we grow into this series, um, what these lures look like and um, what the difference is between um, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. And so, um, you know, we're continuing that series. Um, the next class uh, will be uh, Darkness to Light. And uh, it's going to be kind of like why he came, why God came, you know, what was this all about? Um, and then, of course, uh, we have uh, the Operation Prom Girl event coming up. We do have a date for that right now, and it will be our first time in the city of Temecula at um, uh, Calvary Chapel Temecula. I know there's several of them, but it's just the Calvary Chapel Temecula, and uh, it'll be our 11th annual, and it'll be on April 13th, 2024. Don Schultz is the founder of the Dresses and Dreams Project. Natalie Morgan is with us as well. She's the vice president of the project. Now, we've talked about the donated gowns that come from, and it sounds like come from a business and individual are donating, but would it be fair to say a ministry like this also has other needs that maybe gowns don't support? It, there might be financial needs and an opportunity for those in the community to get involved on a financial level. Would that be fair? Uh, that's fair to say, and it's always um, one of those uh hard things for me to talk about. I know that, you know, sometimes I look at that and I think there's a, still a shame root there, but I've really learned to, uh, how to start asking in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, um, we do, uh, we, you know, we have a budget, a, a smaller budget, but of course, you know, there are so many things that we do throughout the year. Uh, there could be more things that we could do throughout the year uh, with financial support. And of course, um, we have those storage units, uh, which, you know, are the, the most of our overhead each month, as well as uh, just other overhead, smaller overhead items. But uh, yes, we definitely um, have different ways in which somebody might support us. We have a sponsorship program. And then we also have other ways uh, that people can support, even starting at $10 a month at www.thedressesanddreamsproject.org. So I want to come back to this storage unit because, correct me if I'm wrong, you've got three storage units that have a monthly fee on them and they are holding 1,500 formal gowns to be given to teenage girls in Southwest Riverside County. And typically, that's around prom time, but you have to hold these these dresses year-round. There's a little bit of expense 
for uh, for storage. Um, God has shown us it's really been a faith builder for us with um, with this ministry. Um, you know, it'll be the 11th hour, and I don't know if I'm saying too much right now, but there's been times when we've had $50 in the bank, and then at that 11th hour, when we knew it was either going to be sink or swim for us, uh, you know, God has shown up with exactly what we needed uh, to pay for another month, and here we are uh, almost 11 years later. So we have the faith that he's not going to stop showing up now. And along with the dresses, visually, if you can just visualize, we have shoes, accessories, yes. decorations, tables. Yes. So, yes, and those they're they're filled. All three are full. As a guy, shoes are nothing. We just go and get shoes and put them on our feet, and then we walk around until they don't work anymore, and you go get another pair. But shoes is kind of a big deal when it comes to uh, formal attire. And maybe along with the fact that this might be the first formal attire that one of these girls has an opportunity to wear, the shoes as well. We set all the shoes out that we have as well as the gowns. That's why we need larger venues. Um, We've had our venues for the last three years that we've grown out of. And so now we're uh, coming to the city of Temecula this year and the shoes are a big deal. Uh, We do accept uh, shoes that are new or uh, very gently worn. The heels not too high, please, <laughs> because I'm a mother hen here. And um, and so, yes, the girls will also take home a pair of shoes. So this event is held every year for youth, for teenage girls in southwest Riverside County. They get an opportunity to come really be loved on by Christians who care about them more than they probably know. And they're going to go home with uh, formal attire. And you had mentioned also maybe some information on resources that are available to them that they may not have known about. Yes, that's correct. Um, We do have a resource fair that's growing. Uh, We'll especially be able to uh, add more resources this year um, to the event. Um, So they get to visit the tables uh, the day of the event, and uh, some of our resources this year will be uh, different opportunities with law enforcement, police department, fire department, as well as the uh, Marines and the Navy. Uh, where uh, we have Project 99, who comes in and uh, talks about and gives resources for suicide. Uh, We have human trafficking resources as well. Uh, We do have Alcoholics Anonymous and other 12-step programs uh, that support this because that would be a place where a girl could go uh, for free and uh, get what she needs. And if she needs more help than that, uh, then we can work on getting her some recovery. Uh, We just any uh, area of life that the girl might be stumbling uh, to where she needs healing. um, We want to be there so that we can remove those barriers so that she can realize her dreams. And the dream might start with the dress. But I would like to say this um, in that it's not so much who she is with the dress on and the makeup that she's wearing, but who she is when that dress is gone, the day is over, she's taken the dress off, she's washed her face, and she's looked in the mirror, and she's looking at that reflection in the mirror, and does she even know who that is? Because I know part of my testimony was I didn't have a clue who I was after all of the things that have ha- had happened to me. I am a three-time crime survivor. 
um, as well as a, a child abuse survivor. And so, you know, part of my testimony um, would be the fact that I really didn't know my identity in Christ until a later time in my life. Um, and that is really what's the most important part of our ministry is making sure that uh, these girls have all of the resources that they need in order to um, become whoever they want to be, including um, moving those, uh, removing those barriers. Not so much. We do have the college and career resources. We have things like that. Um, but we want to make it clear that it isn't about how many letters you have behind your name and how um, big you are on the social circuit. It's about who you are in Christ and rooted. And what is what are those roots that might be keeping you strangled, that might have a chokehold on you? And can we help you um, in order to um, so that you can obtain some freedom? And so that's what our resources are all about. Alongside that, with learning how and being taught how to apply for scholarships, um, these young ladies, it really is more than a dress, as Don usually, it's much more than a dress. Um, the beautiful thing also is to see when we ask them, they're not forced, if they would like to come down for prayer. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. It just brings tears to your eyes. And when you hear their testimonies, yes. and when you, um, understand why they looked the way they looked when they first walked in mm -hmm. because of what they had just come from, from yes. home. Um, it, it just touches your heart. So it's more than a dress. Um, it's truly a, a, a day of recognizing that God can make a difference in a person's life just like that if they're willing to receive it. A couple of years ago was the first time that uh, we did somewhat of an altar call, you know, and uh, I just felt the spirit on me saying, it's time right now. You know, I had given my testimony in front of the group and um, I heard the spirit saying it. So I turned around to the MC and I tell the MC, I think you should do an altar call. She goes, oh no, girl, this is all you. And um, when I did, um, you know, the girls lined up and we had uh, people standing up front for prayer and the girls just lined up and just burst out in tears and just, you know, just told us, you know, how much that they needed somebody to pray for them. And so there is that facet. That's the gold right there. You know, there's that facet to it. You know, we do have a lot of girls that are victimized. A lot of them are foster. A lot of them are coming from either the foster system or group homes or just homes where there it's just dysfunction and busted up and addiction and, and generational curses and things like that. But that's not to negate the fact that any girl can come to this program. Program, as long as she demonstrates any type of a hardship, we do not ask for their parents' paycheck stubs or anything like that. Anybody can become involved. And the teen girls, most of the teen girls that uh, become involved and start volunteering are also able to sit there and attend this event. And so um, it's just it's just a good thing. It's a good thing for us volunteers as well. Don Schultz is the founder of the Dresses and Dreams Project. Natalie Morgan is the vice president of the project. And Natalie, you had talked about earlier that girls can get involved just by going online. And, and I'm not talking so much volunteering, but to put themselves in a position to receive that dress. Is that registration moment 
do you see that the person behind the computer always being the attendee or or maybe it is a foster parent or somebody associated who might put the name of a girl that they know in here? What's that relationship like? Uh, I would uh, actually say that uh, when we, and, and this is a big part of this also, I'm really glad you're asking this. Um, we would prefer that the girl actually write in and do her own application. We we realize there are, are times when maybe a social worker would have to do that. However, we encourage the girl uh, to actually uh, come in and fill out her own application. And with these applications, you hear the stories that would just break your heart. And it's as if we were the first person that they have ever told their story to. They're writing books to us about chapters in their lives that have really affected them adversely. Um, you know, like Natalie said earlier, we we accept everybody. That's the secret here is that while we do have a limited space, um, we try to make sure that everybody is able to get a ticket to this event. And when these girls write in, um, we're hearing stories of their current victimization or uh, stories of them being survivors but have had no healing. Um, and and so, yeah, we really encourage the girls to fill out this application themselves. And, um, you know, after all, they are also teens, and, and, and we encourage them to, um, you know, to just take the reins on that. To add with that, some of our speakers uh, in the past, that they've given their personal testimonies. One was body was injured by an ex-boyfriend. Uh, we've had numerous testimonies from young ladies that when they were teenagers, they wished that they had had someone or a program like ours to assist them and guide them along. And that's basically what we're trying to do with these young ladies is to be real with them, real life uh, survivors come forth and tell their stories, which some of them are very, um, some dangerous situations. And so we just want them to understand that this is what's out there for you if, if you want to go that route. However, if you want to uh, dedicate your life to Christ, or even at this point, because some of them are in homes where they don't even have Bibles, so um, just to introduce them, we water, we plant a seed, and hopefully as they mature and grow, they will also have other people to plant seeds. So that's kind of what we would like to also be known for is to we're planting a seed to let them know that this world is cruel out here, but there's a Savior. And if you can dedicate your life to him, if you can just ask him in, you might not understand it. But if you can just say, Lord, I, I want to feel like this all the time. A lot of us, you know, have been rescued. And, you know, rescue is is one thing, but a lot of us walk around rescued, but we're still white knuckling freedom, you know. Um, you know, we can we can be free of certain things, but still be chased by the ghost. And, uh, you know, the transfer to the spiritual realm is really where the freedom is at. And um, so we're here to show people that you can 
turn your misery into a ministry, your mess into a message, and your test into a testimony, and not to be ashamed of what has happened to you. And that is, it's not to glorify myself why I, I, I give my own testimony um, in, in some places. It's because your testimony can be the pages and somebody else's survival guide. And a lot of these um, you know, young young women and women are volunteers even, um, or the women who attended the Dignified event, for example, because we've got a great testimony about that. Um, a lot of them are sitting on secrets that they have been sitting on for a long time and shame-based, um, guilt and shame-based and, um, and, you know, things that are choking them out. And with our first Dignified uh, Spirituality 101 uh, event, after the speakers were done speaking, it was that morning that um, God had given me a vision to bring some index cards with me to that event. And it was nothing that was pre-planned at all. He was just saying, take the index cards. He said, you remember that box, that pretty box that you wanted to use? Um, and, you know, and it was another vision he had given me, but it was all coming together. And so I took everything out of that pretty box that I had because I knew the index cards were going to have something to do with that box. And what happened that day? was we gave everybody uh, that attended the event an index card. And then after I had, uh, I had told my testimony and uh, also given a, um, you know, uh, talked about, you know, Christ and, you know, some messages and things like that in the Bible, uh, I had encouraged anybody that was sitting on any secrets, it didn't matter how big or how small they were, anybody that had, that didn't want to write down what those secrets were, um, that they could uh, let us know what prayers that they had so that we can pray over them. And uh, what ended up happening that day uh, was that every single one of the young ladies and women that were in that room wrote down these uh, secrets that they had been carrying around for a lifetime. They put it on an unnamed index card and crumbled it up, threw it in that box that I had put at the foot of this big cross that was in the church that we uh, we rented the room for. And uh, when we got home, I didn't open that box. And when I got home, I called Natalie. I said, are you ready for this? Because we've got a box full of secrets of, of, of prayers and of things that people have let go after all of these years. And there were just things um, that that people were holding on to, you know, multiple abortions, um, you know, infidelities with um, spouses, just things that they had been holding on to for a lifetime or maybe were currently in uh, that they were able to be released from uh, with that exercise. And so we don't know ever how God is going to show up because it was that morning that he told me, you know, get those index cards out, bring that pretty box with you and set that at the foot of the cross because let these let these women, these young ladies and women um, write down their secrets and... Um, and release them to me. Don Schultz is the founder of the Dresses and Dreams Project. Natalie Morgan is the vice president of the project, and you introduced yourself when you came in as Don's friend. So there is, there's definitely a, a friendship here. Natalie, you have a visual aid in, in the form of a book here, and I want to get to that in just a quick second. Don, you had said something a minute ago that maybe I want to elaborate on for just a moment. You had mentioned that you're not looking at paychecks. Maybe there's this idea that all the nonprofits here are only for those who are underprivileged. But then you had mentioned some of these 
girls come from victimhood and there's there's life issues would it be fair to say that that victimhood really has no socioeconomic status that is absolutely correct um i i believe that you know there's no um, Satan doesn't take a day off, you know, and I believe that even in the the best dressed, most well knit family, there could be struggles inside that family system, and we just don't know. Um, so uh, we've definitely this is open to anybody who wants to come and get a dress and attend a beautiful event. Um, there is no socioeconomic status that we're looking for. Um, you don't have to be a victim of human trafficking. You don't have to be living in a group home. Uh, you could just uh, need help uh, in getting to prom uh, in order to, uh, to, to attend that, that event and uh, to attend this beautiful event, and you're more than welcome to do so. And the uh, give me the website again where somebody would go and register. Sure, that's at www.thedressesanddreamsproject.org. Natalie, you have a book. It's kind of the visual aid of the day. Tell me about what you brought in with you today. It is a lovely heart cover book of our 2022 Dignified um, Dresses and Dreams Project. And it... it it opens up with young ladies that were the volunteers that became the models because if you volunteer, you are able to pick out your dress uh, the night before and then we have a little fashion show. Uh, so the book shows the young ladies that volunteered and they also received credit. And it goes from beginning to end with the, um, the, the from the, uh, us taking us bringing the dresses in the U-Haul truck. So it shows that that night, it shows all the dresses, the decorating. So everything that was um, planned, then it has different members, board members, volunteers. Um, this, These are their goodie bags uh, as they receive or their, what did you call them? You call them the, the swag bag. Yeah, the swag bag. bag. Yeah. We fill them up and each of them gets to take one home. Gets, and then these are the ladies that came in from uh, a bus, Victorville. These, then you see all our decorations. The tables are decorated. Um, so once the girls, so all these are the um, raffle gifts. It's, it's just a day of fun. So you see how the tables are decorated and, and, the, and the smiles on the girls' faces. So, yeah, so the book uh, shows pictures from beginning, uh, from the night before that we're setting up to where the girls are checking in because they have to check in um, and just throughout the event with the testimonies and it's, it's a beautiful book. But as I said, if you go online, you will be able to uh, see that some of these dresses, the dresses looked as if they were designed specifically for the girl and the shoes. It's just amazing at, at how, uh, and we had shoes that went very well uh, along with the dresses. So it's just a blessing from God that they were able to find dresses that suit their personality um, 
their the, the colors that they like. And, you know, we live in a world now where everything is cell phone, internet, the communication, um, everybody's doing everything online and on that hamster wheel, let's spin, spin, spin. And when they come, they are able to actually socialize person to person, face to face. And, and it's got to be, you know, difficult because they're coming into a room without people that they know. Well, they can bring a friend, but most of them don't. Um, they're coming into a room, people that they don't know. But within 10, 15 minutes, they're all socializing um, at the round tables amongst each other. The countenance completely changes from the time they get there until, you know, just maybe an hour into the program, everybody is having a good time. And when they leave, it's just like they feel like they have been seen and loved. And, um, you know, I want to mention something that kind of slipped my mind for a while now, but it's coming back to me about identity issues and there's so much, you know, and I, I'm trying to be careful about what I say because I am very outspoken about certain things. Um, but there's some identity issues going on, not only in the United States, but in the world right now. And um, I got a personal testimony from one of the girls uh, one year, uh, and this wasn't the only one, but she was the one that stood out about how she never wore a dress in her life and wasn't about to wear a dress when she came to our program and was able to um, put on her first dress that she's ever worn in her life. She knew then she, something happened with that whole identity, something shifted there. And uh, she said that she never stopped wearing dresses and gowns. And uh, there have been people that have come into our program. Last year, I can tell you about a, a girl who had her hat on, a New York hat on backwards. And she was dressed all in black. And a lot of them dressed all in black with sweatshirts and sweatpants. And, um, you know, when they get into those dresses, something shifts. Something happens right there. That is like a seed right there that's being planted and they just I, I, and I can't even tell you that something happens to them that day to where they are rethinking and recalibrating in their minds again God is doing something through the power of these dresses. Don Schultz is the founder of the Dresses and Dreams Project. Don, what did we miss today? You know, I want to talk just a little bit about the Dresses for Heroes program. Um, it is something that we do. Uh, a lot of people don't know that we do it. We are very pro-military, uh, and uh, we offer military uh, women and wives an opportunity to get gowns, to get shoes, and to get resources from us as well. A lot of our uh, gowns go to programs at Camp Pendleton. They've got tons of pre-military uh, ball events that they do there where we're either invited out uh, to go and represent or uh, we donate them anywhere from like 100 to 200 dresses uh, each time that, that they need them. And so uh, we definitely are here for military women, and we absolutely salute and love our military. Don Schultz is the founder of the Dresses and Dreams Project. Don, how can somebody get involved? Where can they reach the organization? Tell me the best way that somebody can get in contact with the Dresses and Dreams Project. Hello at thedressesanddreamsproject.org, and that will put you right into our email box. I've really enjoyed our time together. It's a ministry that blesses those, maybe those who we don't even know need a blessing. We pray that you were blessed by this conversation. 
We want to thank Dawn and Natalie for being on Growing on the Vine, and we want to invite you to listen to all of our past episodes. You can find them all on our podcast, Growing on the Vine, and just take a few minutes to learn about some amazing ministries in Southwest Riverside County. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will all grow together again next time.